0: So previously on Game of Thrones, when last the Phantom Correspondents left here, mm. we had had the worst
1: wedding in history. Mm. Well, at, that, at this point. Yeah, well, you're right, you're right, uh, up, you're right, right,
0: at this point, up to this point. <laughs> and of the worst wedding in history, moving into our second part where we're going to discuss House of Dragon. Uh, episodes 6 through 10. We decided that we bring in another expert, another famous expert to join myself, Josh, the wise Sage, the EIC, Jacob Vance. We decided we'd bring in Miss Alyssa. uh, Miss Alyssa, how are you doing tonight to discuss this uh, horrific and depressing and tragic and addictive show?
2: Are are we? Are we saying that's the most tragic wedding?
1: Up uh, to this point, up, up up to this point, up to this point, up oh, this okay. point,
2: up to yeah, this yeah. point in the story. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I gotta be honest. I don't, you know, like you know, the red wedding's tragic. I don't consider the purple wedding tragic. Purple
1: wedding's not tragic. It's just no. kind of horrific,
0: yeah. uh, you know. So, uh, but yeah, so but yeah, you're right. But this this is this is the uh, you know this is the most depressing wedding up to this point. Okay. Uh, as as Varys points out to us, uh, in uh, in Blackwater, you know, mm. the bells always bring horror. Whether it be invaders or a wedding, mm-hmm. so uh, a wedding is is typically a horrific thing. Um, but we we come into this. Uh, we, we brought Alyssa in to to discuss to to discuss this horrific um, and lovely and depressing and addictive show. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I think I'm being correct when I use all those adjectives, right? I oh guess.
2: yeah, yeah. And Al so and I were both like so angry after like the first or second episode when we realized like crap this is actually really good like (laughs) we did not (laughs) want to be enjoying it after the last season of game of thrones but yeah no it's addictive especially is definitely the right word to use there
0: right so so actually that brings me to honestly very good segue into my first question um before we dive into too much of the lore into too much of the you know performances and everything I do want to ask, I mean, like, have we, has Game of Thrones been redeemed? Have we redeemed it, guys? Uh, Alyssa, I'll go with you first.
2: Um, I think hard to tell at this point. Like, I I need a couple more more seasons to be sure.
1: Okay, all right. Jake, what do you think? I think... I think from a fan base standpoint, it definitely has because this is, this is one of the, one of HBO's biggest shows of all time. Like even like, I mean, it, it, it was getting, uh, renewed for a second season, like by the second episode, actually by the end of the first episode, if I remember correctly, right? Because it had so many views already. that They were just like, well, we just got to keep going. Um, and I think this came at a really good time for Warner brothers just in general because of that. Um, from a story standpoint, though, I think I'm a little with Alyssa on this. I think I need just a little bit more. Um, but um, but the thing is, is that it this hooked me the way the first season did, right? Because because I already want to see what's going to happen next especially after that, literally those last two final scenes, which we will, I'm assuming get into mm-hmm. later. So I don't want to jump right in there. Um, speaking of which, yes, we are jumping right into spoiler territory. I don't know if we said that or not, but yeah, yeah that's not that's bad. But also considering it's been, it's, it's been like two weeks. I was going right? to say Three it's weeks? been like a month. Honestly, <laughs> we, we, we are very behind on okay. this. Uh,
0: so, so yeah, but well, we, we had originally stated we wanted to kind of wait a bit so that people could have time to watch it. Sure. Uh, I don't know if we wanted to wait this long, um, but it worked out well for us, yeah. I guess. Um, you know, it, it's interesting um, when you when you when you look at what this show has done, because there were a lot of people that were wondering, was this show was this a bad idea? You know, and I do, and and, and I, I I think this show's been fantastic. But one thing I will say is that what this show, what Ring of Power, what The Witcher. Even to an extent, uh, whatever Will of Time of is time, trying yes. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, all these shows have been successful to some extent. And it does, I think, prove something. And and maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. Um, because, you know, things can get over overdone some. But I think it has proven that fantasy is a viable genre across the board. Sure. And that people want to watch and see this. And it's something that you can jump into and tell very... I hate to use the word adult stories let's just say very good stories you mm. know not very like one-dimensional stories um because it's you know so
1: edgy and dark gosh.
0: yeah i know <laughs> but like but I, i'm just saying you know like I, not everything has to be adult like this, like the, the the best parts of this show um i mean this show is edgy and dark but like this the reason this show i think was successful is because um, it tells very, very human stories that you want to dive into. Mm. Uh, you want to know these people and, and know their uh, motivations, and you want to follow that. Um, that's the basic thing that like made Game of Thrones successful to the begin with, is you had a bunch of characters that even if you didn't like them, you thought they were interesting. And then by the end of it, they stopped caring about the characters, and that's when it failed. So I'm hoping with this show... Uh, knowing being the one of the three of us that's knowing where this is going. I'm hoping that they keep with that because Mm -hmm. this one is a character study all the way through. Um, And what I will say, the only thing I will say before we get into theories and things like that, you've already seen instances in every single major character about who these people really are and like both their strengths and their flaws and what that's going to mean for the kingdom. Mm. Um so with that in mind let, let's get into it so so let's let's talk so when the big the big big thing in in, in episode 6 and I'm not going to go episode by episode but I do want to talk about children so children is the big thing um uh all of a sudden we go from episode 5 uh, we have a wedding and then in episode 6 we 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 have six kids ironically six kids dumped on us yeah um that uh we're supposed to really know excuse me important ones being uh, our our boy Aegon um, who we'll discuss a little more about mm-hmm. uh, our boy Aemond, Um and then uh, actually let, 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 let's stop there let, let, let's let's discuss those two right now okay, okay? so so aegon Amond okay um, have an interest that they're interesting to me because of how different they are um but but let's let's just let's just you know just, just in general in general anyone can answer this what do you think of the Aegon the
3: Conqueror namesake in this show?
2: Um, the actor does a very good job in portraying someone totally useless and hateable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why don't you Why don't you go go more into that? You know uh, about because Aegon's character is that he's basically useless, and that apparently he knows it. Uh, so why would you go more into that, uh, Miss Alyssa?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think him knowing it is a big part of the deal there. I mean, he clearly was not part of any of the plots to take the throne. He pretty much just thought, you know, I'm just this prince and I have nothing to do with my life. I'm just here. My dad doesn't really care about me. My mom's a little bit crazy and even she doesn't really like me very much. Um None of that, like, excuses any of his behavior, but I think it helps explain it a little bit. You know, he was raised to basically be a spoiled brat who doesn't do much, and that's more or less the way he stays. Um, I think Amund had a little bit more that he was trying to do and trying to accomplish. You know, he had, obviously, his struggles there with... Being the only one without a dragon for a while um, and all of like the inferiority that that brought to the table for him. But yeah, as far as Egging goes, like he's not fit to rule. He knows it. He's not trying to be anything that he's not. Um, He's not really giving himself any room for growth and development at all. So he's just kind of stuck in that same spot.
0: Right. yeah i i think you know it's it's weird um how poetic this this is over and over and over again um we do have uh um you know a uh, uh, a kid once again who seemingly is just not being trained to be the king
3: mm-hmm. like,
0: like, like where, where is the king and all that like you you rarely see him him interact with with Aegon. What do you
1: what do you think of that? With Aegon? Yeah. So I take that as Aegon was raised his entire life to basically I mean using I mean from a from a real life uh monarchy standpoint, basically he is like the third son of a random duke. And in his mind, I'm never gonna be king because Rhaenyra. Is going, to be, is going to be queen. Right. So it's never really going to fall to me, so I don't have to do anything. I can literally... I can... This is a weird sentence, but I can masturbate out a window and then just go feast around and whore myself to, to an early grave if I want to, <laughs> which is what Aegon does yeah. for three straight episodes. It's, it's weird great. how Game of Thrones yeah. always leads to weird sentences. So many weird sentences. Yeah. Um, but he can do that, and he doesn't have to worry about anything, until like the moment when his father dies i think it's kind of interesting that he realizes what's happening um about about the same time everyone else about about the same time that his mother does in a lot of ways
0: well because because very early on i mean we have we have allison telling him you know like you have to present yourself better you know Mm. you know you 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 know you're part of this family. She basically says like you know you could be king, mm. you know. Um, so like he's got that in his mind very early on, but you would think like even even though even though the throne's passing to Rhaenyra, you would think that uh, that the king would want a you know would would want to have a little. I, I'm saying like it, it, it's interesting because like you, you you have you have two shows um, that uh basically ha- start with a king who does not interact with their sons at all mm-hmm. and we don't know what that has to do you know i mean if, if that could you anything i mean i think joffrey's like born in bad sea yeah you know, uh, Yeah. the gods flip the coin on that one yeah um and it's maybe Aegon is too but they are it, it we're we got we got absent fathers here sure you know um now you now you did you did bring up Amon. You know there's a difference, and so Jake, I'll ask you this: like, because like I always get frustrated with Game of Thrones politics. Why not just declare Amon king? Like, like who 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 is there going? Aegon needs to be the one to be the king. Like, what person is like that guy that could do this job?
2: As far as we can tell, like every single person. Every single person, like, on that council even was like, yeah, Aegon kind of sucks. This isn't the best case, but we'll try to work with it. Like, you're right. Why not just give it to the one who seems more fit to the role?
0: (laughs) Because one of the things that's about about to occur is when you have Aegon on the throne, you have someone who is, um, who a doesn't want to have it, but also b. Uh, now you've put a you put a guy in charge of a war, mm. uh, or a rebellion you've got to put down. I don't understand Aegon who who, like I don't has I don't think we've ever seen Aegon. A, 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 oh, I'm sorry, Aegon does hold a sword. He beats up a little kid at one point. He yes yes okay. So that's all we see him do. We see him do. He beats up. Is it L- Luceris? Uh, or J. Or, or, or
1: Ceris, one one of the two. Yeah. Okay,
0: all right. He beats up a little kid at one point. That's all we see him do. Um, but, like, we have no idea. Like, he he has no martial prowess whatsoever, it mm-hmm. seems. Um, whereas you've got Eamon, who is, like, you know, obviously... I'm not even going to say Eamon's a good person. We're going to talk way more about him in a second. Okay? But Eamon seems to be wise beyond his years a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or he acts more adult. He looks more adult. Okay. He, You know, he's a warrior. He he basically claims a dragon by himself. He, not just a dragon, but Vagar. Vagar, <laughs> the biggest dragon. Um, so like you know, the, these are things that seem to be kingly. Whereas you have Aegon, who's just you know like leaving just his children in,
3: out.
0: Yeah, and, and like leaving his children in fighting pits, and like he has he has no loyalty to yeah. anyone. He's like, you know, it, I, it it it's just weird to me you know like that somebody one of those one of those geniuses like the what Kristen Cole genius that he is isn't standing up and going <laughs> i don't know guys i'm the only one all we've heard from Kristen Cole is like he's the only one who's fought a war that's all we've heard from him mm. okay and as someone who's the only person that's fought a war this is a Kristen Cole uh, hate account by the way uh, oh, as yes. someone who uh, who has fought a war why are you not going and someone who's trained all those guys all three of those children. Why are you not going, guys? Look, this ain't gonna work. We, if if we're gonna do this thing, we've got to put Aemon in the chair.
1: Well, so so from a political standpoint, this that aspect is one thing where I think having a little bit of hindsight with the history of the Targaryens kind of plays in a little bit because if you remember at the start of show, the show, the very episode one it's when they have the ruling council and deciding who's going to take up the mantle. Mm-hmm. What that was, and then Viserys choosing Rhaenyra over his brother, what that is is basically a new way of doing things. Of the king deciding who his successor is going to be, as opposed to it just going to the firstborn son. What I view Aegon as, and what I think a lot of the council view Aegon as, is a return to... For lack of a better term, a return to the glory days of Aegon the Conqueror. Like you said, a prime example being he is Aegon the Second. He has um um, uh, uh, it's a Black Fire. Is that the, the sword he has? Uh, it's Aegon's sword. I know yeah, that. Okay. And he is. And he is. Um, does he have a dragon?
0: Yes, he has a dragon. Can't remember. That's the they make the joke because Aemon uh, does have, have a dragon. Yes.
1: Okay. gotcha. All right. Okay. Co- um, we've never seen him on his dragon. I just realized that. Yeah, he probably doesn't um, ride him very much.
0: I'm, I'm assuming he's a very bad
1: dragon. I, are you just assuming Aegon's bad at everything? Yeah, I yeah.
0: am. I mean, I yeah. think that's a fair assumption. <laughs> that, I, that, Alyssa, is I that not think, a fair I assumption? Don't think, I don't think
2: you're wrong. Uh, uh,
0: Alyssa, Aegon's bad at everything, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> so like, too so, so that, like, his Alyssa. dragon is just too small to ride,
0: you know? I, I don't buy that, no. No. Uh, Alyssa, so, like, we're already committing treason, though. Jake's concept here is that, like, well, we're trying to go back to an old old way of doing things, even though we're committing treason. So, as we're already committing treason, why not just put Eamon on the throne?
2: Yeah, I guess that's fair.
0: Yeah, I think I That think
2: comes fair. up. That comes up, too, doesn't it? Because, like, remember when they're on their little, like, oh, gotta go find this moron scavenger hunt, and he's talking about how he would be... A better king?
1: He is, yeah. Basically, the thought process... He also says that to his mom. Well, basically, the thought process is... is, um, Because Aemon kind of... It's kind of viewed as if Aegon's never found alive... Yeah. I can become king. Exactly, yeah. So, like, so... But but I don't think it's going to end as nicely as it does for Lainor, if they go that route yeah. i'm pretty sure they're just gonna kill Aegon and just leave him in the Love street stab him. um you know but yeah
0: so yeah but anyway but so uh, yeah let, let we, we, we've gone we've got a little far Aegon um i do want to talk i, I want to spend some time talking about Amond who i think Amond in my opinion um is the most interesting character from a character growth standpoint in the second half. Uh, episode six, of course, is where we see him grab his dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, right? In that episode, or is that at seven? At seven. Okay, I episode think, seven, yeah. I'm sorry. Episode seven is where we see him grab his dragon. From that moment on, he is a mover and shaker in this world in ways that I don't even think he understands. Um, so, of course, we have we have Vagar who is riderless um, because of... Uh, what is Lena? Lena, thank you. It's Lena or Lena, yeah. Uh, because Lena has passed away, which was horrific, by the way. Yeah, another. Like, oh, really, really sad. Yeah, just like really just sad and depressing how that went down. Um, but uh, he is riderless. And so, uh, uh, Amon decides to take advantage of that. Uh, or maybe he does. I don't know that was a very dark episode. I can't, episode really, I, can't really, I can't really I can't tell what's yeah. happening but I, but anyway, uh, something happens and Eamon ends up with a dragon <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Um, <laughs> but like you know, we have this like really just like this this interaction between <laughs> between five children that goes as sideways as it possibly can yeah. um where you know, they basically ambush Eamon um. Like this like Alyssa, this was this was my VBS like nightmare come to life in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, that that scene that was that was pretty rough, wasn't
2: it? Oh absolutely, yeah. Um and it's one of those ones where like it's hard to pick a side there too because like I don't know. I right from his first introduction kind of always thought that Amond was a very sympathetic character. Um I think he had the potential to be a more empathetic and you know genuine character that you would want to like follow and keep up with through the series um and in some ways like that scene in particular was kind of a turning point there um but at the same time like you know good for him on one hand like finally able to stand up for himself and take something when he's been kind of ridiculed and picked on um you know didn't didn't really need to start throwing around the the bastard word and all of that but at the same time you know those little girls just lost their mom and thought you know at least you know, at least I'm going to have her dragon and lost that as well. So you see their anger from that standpoint as well. But but yeah, no, horrible situation. Um, the actual grownups in the situation obviously did not help whatsoever. Um, that, yeah, you're right. It went about as poorly as it could have.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just one of those, you know, it just goes sideways so quickly. You know, to where like you know, like Eamon's just tired of him. He picks up a rock, which kind of is like the the underrated part of this. Um, Eamon looks like he's about to kill somebody. You sure. know, in that situation.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which seems to seems to bring out. It is Luceris who cuts eyes out, right? Lucarius who cuts the yeah. eyes. Yeah. It's Luceris who
1: is on the ground and throws the dirt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know which, boy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, itty bitty boy. Okay. Um, so you know that does that does seem to you know bring into account a whole new concept here. Like in the book, it's basically like they ambush him, he calls them bastards, and they cut out his eye. You know there, but there's more obviously more obviously more of that story. But to to Alyssa's point, uh, Jake, you know, Amon, <laughs> he's probably the most adult in this situation about, including the mothers. You know, because his statement is what is uh I I lost an eye but I can't drag it. Exactly. Like <laughs> like how, how is it that a little eight year old or however old he is, I don't know, I'm assuming eight, nine, whatever. How is it that he's the he's the most politically astute of everyone sitting there, like understanding? You know, I mean obviously he's very upset about losing the eye as we learn later. But at the same time, how is that kid the most politically <laughs> astute person there? I understand there's a lot of emotion going on, mm. you know? Um and I guess Allison's afraid that like uh, iPad just won't be sexy or something. I don't know, and then no one will want to marry. I guess I don't know. Little, you know, little does she know
1: what's little, happening little, all over TikTok exactly. right now.
0: <laughs> little does she know. Little <laughs> does she know, man. But uh, you know, but that you know that. I, what, what do you think that says about about Amen? And really, an early at an early age that you know he kind of seems sees where these things are going.
1: So one of the things I can't. I, I this is not my own thought. I can't take credit for this because this is I. I really enjoyed watching all the inside the episodes at the end uh, because it really gave a lot of clarity and was really kind of interesting. And if you haven't had a chance to, please go go back and watch uh, what the creators went through to make the show because it actually is really impressive. Um, But one of the things they talked about with that episode is how much that actor changes from episode six to seven even though he only has two episodes in the series, like he does a really good job with what he has because, you know, like Alyssa said, when we first see him, he's very, he's very backward. He's very quiet. Um, the one time we see him kind of speak out is when he goes to his mother talking about the pig, Mm -hmm. you know, you contrast that with his, I mean, even down to the way he is walking, you know, after he has ridden Vagar, it is, I am the I am the adult now. I have done what I set out to do. You know, I have ridden Vagar, literally one of the oldest and biggest dragons in the world. Um, I mean, I yeah, am.
2: Just forgetting. imagine the confidence kick that would give you. Like if exactly. you're someone who is perpetually picked on your entire life, and then yeah. you not only, you know, develop a superpower. But you develop the best superpower, like, yep. like I yeah, mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna develop a little bit more of a swagger, I think.
1: And and that's I think that's where that kicks in, is because we because we know he is a student of history. We know that he is someone who has studied both with sword and, like I said, with history just in general. So he is someone who knows that this is how Aegon, you know. Uh, carried himself, this is how Jaharis carried himself this is how Aenys carried himself I think when he is making the statement, when he says you know, I lost an eye, but I gained a dragon I think he's basically saying you know I think he's, I think he's doing the Aemon Targaryen from, uh, seasons, from season uh, five when he says I killed the boy now the man can be born That yeah. is that is what I think he is essentially saying there and that's and and the fact of the matter is is that when it comes right down to it, I don't think, in a lot of ways. And although I love their I love their characters, I don't think Alicent and Rhaenyra have killed the girl yet. Yet, they, I think by the end of this, by the end of the season, they definitely have. But I think at that point, they are still holding on to so much that has happened before. Um, Alicent, in particular, obviously mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, Eamon and Aegon, we learn
0: we learn a lot about, um but i do I do want to bring in just a little bit about uh, uh, Lucerys and 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 Kikaris. We don't really see Godfrey too much. He's a little baby.
1: he's he's a little baby, a little baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> we see We, him, we see like, him like twice
0: but uh, but they they have an interesting function as well, um particularly Jacaris asking about like uh, you know his, like I think he has a very good idea, very good idea. That uh, Lenore is not his father. I, I just think that's just like yes. that's a thing that he knows yeah. early on. So, so Jake, I'll, I'll start with you. Like, you know, how do you think that shakes him as a character? You know, because that's really his his only character trait
3: that's show so
0: far. Yeah,
1: he. I, I kind of feel bad for. Really for both of them, because they don't really get to do a whole lot in this season. You've you have told me you haven't read Fire and Blood that they do get to do a little bit more. They'll get to do more. Yeah, I mean in the second, or yeah, well, at least the, the Karis will. But yeah. um, poor one out for a real one. Um, but <laughs> um, to me, I think the knowledge that Leonor is not your father, and that Harwin Strong is very clearly your father. I think that's something. I don't know. It's, 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 it's it's almost aiming over again. And in in a a way, because, because we, you, you make, I think you hit the nail on the head where it's, you know, some of these kids, some of these guys who are, you know, 15 and younger, let's just go, let's just make that statement are making statements and realizations that and handling them the way that an adult would. Meanwhile, you have, Adults just literally going at each other's throats with knives, just over words, basically. Um, and I know that's a vast oversimplification, excuse me, on that. But to me, I think it's interesting to see that he is like, look, I know that he's my father. I know that Lenore is very clearly not my father. But I think there's also a part of him that understands, even if he doesn't completely understand it, he knows that there is a reasoning behind why the situation has happened. Um, I don't know if he knows. Like, well, yeah, we—I was betrothed to Leinor, but Leinor is also gay, so I was with Harwin Strong, and then so on and so forth. And then you all came out. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what he knows, but I think that does inform his decision and inform his statement of, "I know that he is my father, and I know that Leinor is very clearly not." Um, it's it's actually a little more in your face in the show um because they do make um all of valerians dark skinned so it's kind of and like silver-haired. and silver haired and silver <laughs> haired everyone <of> <laughs> so so the, the 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 the
0: the the dark skin thing is not in the book but silver hair definitely is um you know valerians both valerians and targarians share that mm. that trace of i guess i guess that's valerian dna you yeah. know where the the silver or the really white hair um so uh, you the know book,
2: the one thing i remember like not having read all the way like in the book those kids had the silver hair though right
0: no no did they not no it's very i mean like in the book it's like it's pretty clear. <laughs> I
3: mean, that's gotcha. pretty clear.
0: Okay. To I mean, because like, because that's the you know. I mean, that's the the joke
1: of the strong, strong boys, strong boys. Yeah. You
0: know, like I mean, they look like Harwin. Um, you know, Harwin's uh, you know, Harwin's <laughs> Harwin's DNA apparently is very strong and uh, strong enough to overcome Valerian, I guess. And so, like, he's a you know, and so now in in the book, I mean, they look. Uh, that they look like that, and 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 that's you know, you you had brought that up, you know, like uh, you know, Alyssa, you kind of you kinda, you had brought that up with me one time, uh, just in kind of uh, in a, one of our conversations we had, you know, about how like that's got to be frustrating, uh, for the unfortunately other side, you know,
3: um,
0: right, this is very clearly in your face, you know, like. <laughs> You know, like there there are three brown-haired boys in our in our group of white-haired people. (laughs) You know, uh, you know, and and like you know, just just very frustrating. How frustrating that is. Um, But let's talk talk uh, talk a little about that and talk about maybe the the other side of perspective. Because here's the thing: the show places them. The show places them basically as in a in a really sympathetic light as they should be. Um, and I think and I you know I think the show has done a pretty good job of like you know coming down pretty squarely in the middle here um but at the same time I have there's there's a lot of people who are like why does aissa care so much um so alyssa explain why why did why do you think that that bothers them so much
2: because she's been gaslit for 15 years <laughs> like I don't know I'd be furious too and add in the fact that she has her dad and uh friggin foot creep guy, Larys, that's his name, both whispering in her ear telling her, like, you know, everyone knows that these aren't real Targaryens, which also is kind of nonsense, because it doesn't really matter who their dad is. Like, they're inheriting that Targaryen line through their mother. Like, they very clearly came out of her, so I don't know why everyone gets hung up on the um who the father is, like, that shouldn't matter for secession of the throne, but that's patriarchy at work. Um, (laughs) Yeah, fair. But, yeah, so not only is she, like, seeing something that's clearly there and being told, no, you're wrong, for an extended period of time, um, she also has very untrustworthy, slimy people who she's surrounded herself with who are telling her, like, you know you're right about this. And also it causes a direct threat to your family and your kids, because once everyone else comes out and acknowledges that those aren't real heirs, they're going to be gunning for your kids who are, you know, clearly actual Targaryen descendants. Um, So I think it's a combination of just like those years and years of built up frustration and also genuine fear.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're you're to something there, and, and it's it's just a very it, it's really interesting because um, you know I, I, I do want to move on to to Viserys here um, before we before we really talk about the 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 main four movers and shakers here, uh, but I do wanna, I do want to move on to Viserys a bit because I think you know I think Viserys he's not stupid i think he knows i think he understands what has happened here um i think he understands even you know I, you know I, and, and of course he, he's getting he's getting all this information because of how how lanor just ends up leaving uh that like you know maybe he's always been scared that damon's gonna seize try to seize power mm-hmm. Um, you know, although I don't know, I don't know what Damon would actually do with the power, if he had it, um, you know, he's, he is literally the dog casing His a car. Course, yeah. Um, but, um, but there, there is, there is this fear, uh, I think Viserys has of like, what would, what's going to happen when the two sides of the family, if they can't, you know, come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, to me, Viserys, by the way, I said this in the first one, uh Patty Constantine for all of the Emmys um because yeah. he is the he just he he breathes so much life into a role that is literally about dying. Yeah. That it's it's really amazing. Um but but Viserys's uh perspective here, you know, I think is interesting of trying to stay in the middle. But I think it's interesting because here's here's the genius of that character. Other than Kristen Cole we might disagree. I'm going to ask about Damon later. Other than Kristen Cole, it's really hard to find a villain in this thing. And Kristen Cole isn't really a villain. He's just stupid. But, like, I can't stand him. But like, villain. But, but, like, other than <laughs> other than that, it's really hard to find a villain in this series. You know, other... I mean, Aegon's a jerk, you know, but, like... But, but at the time when Viserys dies, what's awesome, in my opinion, is, like, he's an audience stand-in because... I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting there going... I mean, I know the end of this thing. I'm like, guys, let's just have a nice little feast together. Yeah. You know, everybody go dance, you know. You know, everybody have a good time, you know. Uh, stop picking fights with your cousins, you know, that kind of thing. Whatever you do, don't put the pig in front of Amond. I don't know who decided to do that. I don't know why that was <laughs> like, you know, but like.
2: Stop whatever. joking about sleeping with your cousin's wife, who's also your cousin. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, yeah, fair point, yeah. So,
0: you know, you know, just but but like, you know, I, I really felt for Viserys there because, you know, at that point, you've seen you've seen these two former friends, you know, become enemies um, over really just stupid circumstances that are all that are all designed by the men in their lives. And like at that point, I really was like, you know, I, I felt like th- there's your audience standing in because if you're watching this with with, you know, with, with kind of the same, you know. We've talked about this a little bit. With, with If you're watching this with, you know, judging or, uh, you know, a, a judgmental eyes on this thing, it's really hard to be like, well, you know, Rainier's the bad guy or Allison's the bad guy or even – I mean, I don't even think Otto's a bad guy because Otto's, like, just trying to do what's best for his family. Sure. Oh,
2: no, I fully, fully believe that Otto is the bad guy there right from episode one, right no. from the jump.
0: Well, well ok okay what well, th- there there's a good place to jump in because cause that 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 negates my entire my, my my entire premise. So like so so talk about talk about Otto as a bad guy then,
2: so right from the first episode, uh, maybe it was the second episode when, like the seduction of Viserys started,
0: yeah, ok. that's fair I, that's hard for me. I to, think
2: <laughs> right from the jump there, you know, he saw an opportunity and he took it. And you can't tell me that that was to just get his daughter a better position in life. You can't tell me that that was to take care of her in any way. That was because he wanted to be that much closer and more ingrained in the power and the politics and the workings of the world. Like that was fully a power move on his part. And every single thing he did from there on out sort of supported that. Um he never liked Damon, obviously. I think there's some sort of history there that we didn't get to see in the show. Um, so obviously, you know, every move he was making going forward from episode one was to somehow thwart Damon. And then once Rhaenyra became like a viable candidate for the throne as well, like she also became enemy number one. Um, he's the one who went out of his way to try and sort of poison that relationship between Alicent and Rhaenyra by telling her, like, look, this can't be your childhood friend anymore. Like, the dynamic has shifted here, you know, sort of putting those thoughts in her head when, you know, they probably would have been able to eventually repair that relationship and get on totally fine with each other. Um, in fact, like the episodes where we see them interacting, where he's not present, they very nearly do, like, repair that. Um, they're on good terms until he pops back up. So I I would counter that if there is a villain in this show, it would be Otto.
0: Okay, okay. All, all, all fair points. Forget everything I said, because he's right about all that. Um, because, yeah, Otto is Otto's pretty horrible. Um, auto auto represents a lot of a lot of what um this like i mean i mean uh, well I, I, Alyssa, let me just ask you this because because you you, you you've, already, you've already used the the p word uh patriarchy here i don't think me and jake have yet um because oh, yes. because we're part of the patriarchy sure. probably um,
3: it's my like, niche.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you but you you've already used the word I mean, for me, I mean, Otto's probably the best example of that at work, right? Yeah, show.
2: and I think we absolutely see that just in the difference between Alicent and Rhaenyra. Um, you know, you see two powerful men in the way they raise their daughters, and then you see those beliefs echoed in those daughters. Um, in, I think it was the second-to-last episode, or the last one, It's it's been a hot minute, um, Alicent very clearly says, like, when talking with Rhaenys, you and I can't take the throne. Like, we are not capable of that. All we can do is guide the men who do take it. Meanwhile, you have Rhaenyra, who's, you know, nope, I am the queen. I'm I'm the boss, me. Bow down, men. Um, because that's, you know, what she was trained and raised to do by a father who fully, you know, believed that she could. Um And meanwhile, with Otto and with Allison, you see very much like that traditional dynamic. Um, You see very much that, you know, I'm your father and you're going to do as I say. And once you are married to the king, you know, he is responsible for you. You need to be a good wife to him. Like there's very little encouragement for developing her into a person of her own right. It's only ever, you know you need to change, adapt, and grow to benefit someone else, whether that be your children, your father, or your husband. So so yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's 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 as a woman who is raised in like a very traditional conservative home, like that is what jumped out to me at least from watching that play out over however many episodes.
0: Okay, well then, well then, I'm gonna move on directly to this then, okay. And I'm gonna ask Jake first, and I want your opinion, Melissa. Okay, Damon Targaryen, hero or villain? Go, Jake. Shit. Yeah. Uh,
1: Why? Why? Um, looking at the character as a whole, I have to I have to consider more of a hero. Interesting. In In my opinion, okay, because looking at him as a whole. With the ex, with the because in my opinion, the one like singular act that he does that is that is uh, un, that is hard to defend is um, is is Ray, is Ray of Royce, his his first wife.
0: Yeah, just straight up murder. Um,
1: right? You know, I I'm kind of with. I don't know if that was the intent when he went there. I don't know if what no what was going on. I'm, no, I mean that's what that's what the writer said himself. I'm gonna I'm you gonna know quote
0: God of War two intent does not matter only. Uh, that's that's true.
1: That that's, that's fair. Yeah, um, but of course you know he does. I mean he does kill killer her at the end. Um, but the thing is, is that because you you talked about you talked about character arcs and character development. I Think Damon has as much as Aemon when it comes to from wanting the throne, wanting to get to a position of power as quick as he possibly can, you know, and using any means to get there. To I am with Lena Valarian, I want to be in Pentos and raise my children, and you know, I don't even want to go back for the throne, okay, and then. Basically realizes that he needs to attempt to go back. So, 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 why, why does he make that change then?
0: Is it just because Lena dies? What do you think?
1: To me, to me, it is one because Lena does die, but I think it's also a. I think him joining with Rhaenyra is something in the sense of we could literally be the most pow- the most powerful two people in the entirety of Westeros. We could literally call every shot. You know, and that's when they come up with the idea of how to get rid of Lanor. Um For me, to me I, th- I think I think it's also I think Rhaenyra, although I think she's very capable, obviously, um I think she needed her her right hand knight in my opinion. I think she if she does not have Damon, everything goes very, very differently for her. Not, I'm not necessarily saying that she she would have failed or anything like that, but I know that she has. It is way better to have Damon on her side at, when it when it comes to the end of this season. Alyssa, I think you would probably have a countering concept. Yes, please.
2: Um, not so much a countering. Honestly, I think it depends on the perspective that you are watching this show from. Because again, like if you are watching. This show from the perspective of the high towers, Damon is absolutely a villain. Like he is the disgraced brother who was banished and had his title of heir stripped from him. And now he's just like this annoying thing that still somehow keeps popping back up. Um, who's ingrained himself so closely with the current heir apparent. Um that no matter what like he is going to come out on top still. Um, I don't know. This is this is going to be a very infuriating, infuriating and sort of like in between answer, but I think I see him as definitely more of an anti-hero type. Um, he's definitely got that very like chaotic neutral alignment going for him where like for the most part he is going to be acting in his best interests um I think the one foil to that is definitely Rhaenyra um it was (laughs) it was like kind of funny and intriguing like watching this show basically blind like going in and not knowing a whole lot about anything that was going to be happening outside of, like, what you learn from Game of Thrones. Like, oh, yeah, Targaryens are, like, super, super inbred. Um, Because, like, right from episode one, we were sitting there watching, and I was like, oh, Lord, like, that is a child. And beyond that, like, that is your blood relative. Like, why is there chemistry flying around here? Um, So I think right from the beginning, like, there's absolutely supposed to be the indication that there is something deeper and more profound going on between the two of them than just, you know, standard marriage alliance. Um, that said, I I don't know. Like, I think a lot of his actions are really inexcusable. Um, uh, I think it kind of brings up The point that comes up in Game of Thrones of, like, the instability and, like, the inherent insanity of a lot of the Targaryens, because there are definitely moments where you see that come to the surface with him. Um, Case in point, like, cutting the crab feeder in half and just dragging him around, or that scene in the last episode where he, like, basically chokes out Rhaenyra for a minute before getting a handle on himself, which is absolutely not okay and not something that should be condoned in any relationship um so i i don't know i think if you are taking the perspective that Panera is the rightful heir to that throne then i agree that like having this insane super powerful warrior with one of the biggest strongest dragons at your back is absolutely going to benefit you um but that being said, like i I don't know, like my favorite thing to say through watching this show was like, "Oh boy, new episode, can't wait to see what atrocities Damon is gonna commit because whether or not you see him as a hero or a villain, he's not a good guy, <laughs> so um,
1: yeah, real quick, I do want to back up just on one one very, very key aspect, um, when I said Damon as a hero, um." I just want to make the statement that I do not approve of him uh, putting hands on Rhaenyra whatsoever. I don't want that to be uh, what, well, what 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 oh, people yeah. are away from with this podcast. Yeah, I'm about um, to make this
0: even more awkward because here, here's 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 the real question though, and this really is the shadow over the entire season, and maybe the shadow over Rhaenyra's entire reign. When the woman who directed, I think it's episode four episode four okay when damon takes renera into the brothel and all that the woman who directed that uses in the behind the scenes uses the term abuse on three separate occasions describing that yeah and the thing is like the reason i think damon is is really hard to put a grasp on isn't really because of the atrocities commits or killing his wife or any of that, I mean those are all bad. but there's a reading of this show where it's like, hey, Damon groomed Rhaenyra. Oh yeah, get to the point yeah, where she is yeah, good point. you know and like and it really just kind of depends on how you know like the problem one of the issues with Game of Thrones uh, and something I would like call Martin on the carpet on really quickly, is I think Martin can write women really well. Uh, particularly for um for a man uh, that's very difficult <laughs> for 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 most men, particularly in the fantasy genre. but one of the issues he does is that he's very he's so intent on women quote unquote taking control of their sexuality that it blurs this line between like, okay, yeah, she's a woman taking control of her sexuality, but she's also fifteen. You know, like and like, there's there's a blurred there's a real blurred line there, particularly when the person that's helping her take quote unquote, you know, showing taking control of sexuality is like I like I mean, Damon's like thirty people. and something yeah. like that. So like, so like, there's a really really big issue there. Um, and maybe that's and maybe that's intentional on Martin's part. Maybe he's trying to say something. I don't know if he's actually trying to say something. He doesn't strike me as that type of person. But like, but 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 what I'm saying for this show. I think one of the intents is Damon is a groomer, and like it makes like it's like it makes it really hard for me because like I because it's you know it's it's you know it's Matt Smith you know and it's like he's killing the role you know and there's that moment where like you know he's looking at uh, the the brother Valerian is just like go on say it you know you're just like you're like yeah Damon yeah yeah Damon you yeah, know yeah kill. <laughs> kill the guy who killed that man yeah kill that guy <laughs> cut his head off you know but like it's just it's coming from the perspective of a guy who's like who whose entire purpose in this show is really horrible if you look at it that way. if if that if that is your reading of the situation um right do, do you I agree with that it's, Alyssa?
2: it's kind of a hard line to draw too, because A lot of the conversation I've seen around that specifically, because that is a big trigger point for many, many people. And one of the big sort of discussions I've seen around just the general concept of like consent and age of consent in this universe is that, you know, obviously it is a fantasy world and fantasy time. Um it relies pretty heavily on a part of history where people did get married at 12, 13, 14 years old. Um, not super regularly, but often enough that it made it on record. Um, and that kind of brings us to a point where at what, like, where do we draw the line with that in fantasy versus real life? Because, you know, obviously if this took place, like If this storyline was being told on our real human earth you know any point in the last 80 years or so like absolutely everyone would be up in arms about what a horrible horrible person damon is um and sort of having that padding of like a fantasy world around it sort of blurs that lines that line for a lot of people though um i didn't know that was something that the director had talked about though that's really interesting. And I do honestly really appreciate that perspective and that acknowledgement that like, yeah, this is not okay. Like this is not a healthy relationship. Um, I think the only thing that makes it, you know, so that it could be okay is that there is that time jump where they're not seeing each other. They're not around each other. They don't have a relationship for, you know, 10 years. And by that point, they are both fully adults with, you know, their own families and their own kids when they're reunited. I think that's the only thing that kind of softens that. Like if they had jumped right into a relationship from, you know, that next episode where everything goes to hell at her wedding, um, if he had like killed a bunch of guards and taken her and married her right then and there, like, yes, that absolutely would be a much, much bigger issue um so i think those two things kind of come together and soften that a little bit but yes i fully agree that is absolutely a problematic aspect of that relationship
0: and and real real quick uh just in case this is the this is the podcast goes viral (laughs) and we get all these random uh comments i am well aware damon doesn't uh go through with it in an episode i mean an uh, episode four like i mean he backs away still pretty creepy <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> so still putting yourself in that kind of position with right. a literal child like there is no reason at all he should have even brought her there if he had any kind of good intention um exactly. Yeah, no, I don't think him stepping away at that point is him being decent. I think him stepping away at that point is like the absolute bare minimum for someone who's yeah. already done something horrific.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I, you're right. I think I think it's not him being decent. It's it's more him just being like, even I cannot do this, you yeah. know, and, um, you know so enter I, christian I, I,
2: cole who says oh you want to bet i can be that horrible yeah. no no man <laughs> you no, need dude, someone it, to be it, awful it, i'm your guy
0: listen listen that was all ranira okay you know like yeah like you know he 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 disrobed he disrobed you know 25 pieces of armor you know just like against his will you know because ranira had his helmet and like what was he supposed to do you know I hate Kristen Cole. I hate that man so much. <laughs> I hate him so much. Like I, real like but before before we jump into talking about our, our two our two main characters. The dumbest thing that happens in this show, in my opinion, is Kristen Cole straight up murders a man and no one says anything about yeah. it.
3: And right? there's like
0: yeah. people sitting there. And I don't understand how no one, the only guy that does anything is, is Graham McTavish. He's like, I'm not going to, we don't have a king. I ain't serving anybody. And he leaves. Yeah. Okay. So like, like literally he straight up murders a dude. You and know. Also,
2: like, that's not his first time just murdering somebody. <laughs>
0: No, because I think his entire thing is I murder people for no reason because I get a little upset, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm and you're just like I don't, I don't know. Maybe you should hang out with the queen. Keep an eye on her. That'll, yeah. that'll, that'll go well.
0: Yeah, I, just, I really, <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, he, and he, he, he is the worst. He, he is, he is the villain. Him, him, I, I'll give you Otto. Him and Otto are the villains of this show. Anyway. Honestly,
2: like it's such irony from the first episode where she literally like puts him in the position to be able to be that horrible person. Rhaenyra does like. uh, mm, I don't know. I hate him.
0: (laughs) It's very frustrating. Yes. Um, Let's talk about Rhaenyra and Alicent. Uh, Rhaenyra and Alicent, um, for better or for worse, grow into their roles, roles that are also for better or worse, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, so a little story kind of brought it, brought up Allison a bit. What's interesting about Allison? Well, I thought was really intriguing. It's Olivia cook who plays her, right? Yes. Okay. What's interesting about Olivia cook is she says she played her as a Trump supporter. Now I don't want to get into a, I don't, really don't want to get into a political thing here. Okay. But I think her concept there is she plays her as someone who is willing to bend her own morality you know, to justify a bunch of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, what, what do you, what do you think about that, Jake? Um, I think it, obviously, oh, by the way, obviously we're in complete agreement that Olivia cook uh, has been fantastic. Oh yes. House, no, right?
1: there, I, I don't think there's a single bad actor or actress on this yeah. show. I really don't. Um, even, even the people who only had two or three episodes to play their parts of, of the roles. I think they are fantastic. Um, but yes, no, Olivia cook has been fantastic as well. Um, her playing her playing her as a as a supporter, her playing her as someone who At best, is someone who thought that things were going to go one way, and then they went vastly different, is very, very interesting, especially for her, especially for the last episode, early, or at least the ninth episode the last episode you see her, um where. And and especially with with Lara Strong and everything and everything and the and the Strong's being killed, like I, I, it's interesting because I I think there are points of times where she obviously wants to make moves to stay in power, but then she realizes the consequences of those actions, and she kind of has these moments where it's like, do I want to keep going down this road, or am I willing to to just let things kind of happen to me? Um, and I think the interesting thing is that she, in my and she, in my opinion, is very much more so to at least the right side of that, where it's I want to keep going down this road. I want to keep staying in power, and I'm going to work towards that every any way that I can, because everything in my life has led up to this because we've already we've already talked about, you know, Alyssa's already mentioned, you know, Otto, Within the second episode, being like, "Yeah, wear the uh, the dress that your your dead mother wore," Um, you know, just he like sure did it yeah. for
2: me. Maybe it'll do something for him. I don't know. Yeah, don't
1: know. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, we're when that's your starting yeah. point, yeah. you know. When that's that, your starting that, that, place, that whole, I
0: don't even think Otto's a bad guy. Take is really is really aging like. I mean, same with It's aging like milk as this podcast goes along. <laughs>
1: Oof. <laughs> OK, I think it's real quick when it comes to a sense of morality. I, th- I think it's more so like a better way to say that everyone is complex and very interesting. I'm yes. not sure. <laughs> well, let's, okay. let's just go with that. We'll go let's with take that. the middle ground as yeah. best we can. Um, but no, I, I think when you when you start with that point, when you start with that aspect of her, because I, th- I think they are very intentional in showing her to be as calming and sweet of a presence as she possibly can in the first episode to where within the second episode when she is being told that by her father she almost looks, she's pretty mortified as well but then we go forward into you know, her being the one who is there for Rhaenyra, um after her mother passes, her being the one who, as you said in the first episode understands what Viserys needs you know but then also her realizing all of this could crumble at any moment if Rhaenyra gets in power and then just decides, I don't want any any consequences to the I, I don't want any uh, challenges to the throne. Just throw them all in prison or th- or, or kill them, yeah. one of the two. Because the thing I, is, is that – oh, yes, Alyssa, I'm sorry.
2: No, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I thought you were done.
1: No, no, no. I was – because the thing is, is, you know, we can make the assumption that Rhaenyra would not do that but the thing is, is that, you know I would not make that assumption. Well, see I see that, that that's the thing. Is is you know, not at, in a second when I make that assumption. At certain points throughout the series, I think I would. But, you know, like when before episode five, I would say. But the thing is, is like when you contrast that with these guys living in this story, I mean, they can look I mean hell, fifty years prior to this, you know. Or even, or actually, really, sixty years prior to this, you know, we have a brother killing another brother and feeding him to his dragon. You know, like, I mean, that's so. So the thing is, it's is like in her mind, she is doing things to protect herself as best she can. So I kind of, I kind of under, I understand where Allison's coming from. I know that there is, there is a lot to be said of like, there's a lot of people who are like, no, Allison's the villain. With, yeah sure make make your take but uh, make your take all you want but I don't see her as a villain.
0: I don't think there's any anything that has happened up to this point in this show where you could definitively go I'm on that side. Sure, that's my opinion True. at least. Yeah, you know, uh, unless you just unless you just really I mean unless the last scene with Amon just really swayed you, um, but like
1: I want to talk more about that though. But yeah, that's we'll, a, we'll yeah. talk
0: about that. But anyway, I don't uh, want to talk about, know, about it. Guys, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, <yeah. laughs> oh that was so sad like but, that that just hit so hard they were just they were just little boys we're, we're, they were just babies we're,
3: we're, hey
0: hey we're gonna get there yeah but, but, but uh, Alyssa you were gonna say something
2: um well shoot now I've forgotten because I'm just thinking about little baby dragon and little baby boy <laughs> <Okay>. um <laughs> um About Alicent, though, oh, yeah, I think one of, like, the most tragic things about her whole character is that she really is, like, a victim of herself, in a way. Like, yes, she has had these controlling, manipulative men, and, like, this much, much older husband who's honestly just been kind of a burden on her since before she reached adulthood— just influencing her life but she also kind of gives into the hopelessness of that if that makes sense um she doesn't really do a whole lot to advocate for herself um she's she's very passive for the most part except you know in certain instances when it comes to her kids or it comes to a couple different things that happen um And I think that's what makes her so, so tragic is she has the ability and the intelligence to be an extremely powerful ruler. And she just does not take that.
0: Well, the, the, to your point, one of the interesting things about Alicent and, you know, one of the, one of the tragic parts of this, I mean, one of the things that sets this in stone, um, is Allison is one of the only characters in all of Game of Thrones that you would actively call kind. Like, I mean, I can't. Th- I mean, like, I mean Tyrion. Tyrion's, you know, got a got a thing for bastards, crippled, broken, broken things. things. You know, I think Jon Snow is a good person mm-hmm. uh, who will also hang in a ten year old. Uh, who absolutely deserve to be hung. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, but, like, uh, but like you know, like, there's, so, like, you have, like, you know, you have situations, but, like, Allison's main strength in this show, although, yes, Alyssa, I do think she sees it as a burden, and how could she not see it as a burden? You know, she's a young, attractive girl, and they, Take her and give her to a six-year-old, or how I don't know how old verse is, but like whatever, you know, a guy who's literally all the way down. Like we know that because he's like yeah. keeps stabbing himself uh, with the throne, like you know, and like I mean, the first thing we see is like you know they're, you know, they're leeching him and stuff like that, you know. I'm like, it's like he's he's literally you know, not you know this this is this is not the romance he probably hoped for in her life. Um, so like you know we so that that there's that, but the interesting thing about Allison is this is that when you compare her to the other queens in Game of Thrones, she's the only one for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I don't know why, you know, I don't know if it's just like part of who she is, but like, she's the only one that is consistently by her king's side. And the, and the, the whole reason she, she hears, you know, Aegon, she, she hears with his last breath, you know, that, you know, that, you know, Aegon or whatever he says at the end there, The only reason is because she's there, you know, taking care of him before she goes to bed. Um, So, like, there's something about, like, with Allison, like, whether good or bad, like, the strength of her kindness is really what gives her the power she has. Um, But I do, (laughs) but there's also a flip to that because, because that kindness comes within, you have to stay in this role. Which is one of the things that Rhaenyra points out to her, uh, and probably you know if we, if we were going and I'm going to ask you what I'm going to ask you guys at the end like what you think, you know, your all's favorite scenes of the series were, but the scene that will always stand out to me is her with the knife, and Rhaenyra says, "Now they see you for who you are because of, you know and he, he's like it must have been really hard, you know, to live, you know, live, you know, like you did, but now they see you for who you are, and there's a sense of like." The entire show, Rhaenyra's always had a step up on her because, you know, Rhaenyra has the ability to be impulsive. Rhaenyra has the ability to go out and do things. Uh, You know, Rhaenyra can chase, you know, knights or her uncle. You know, like, yeah, exactly. But like, but like Rhaenyra can, you know, Rhaenyra has this ability. She does not have, Allison doesn't have that ability, you know. And when that finally breaks, you know, and Rhaenyra says that, She is saying that as like a sense of like, well, see, you're no better than me. But she's also saying this. The other part of that, and the one thing that Otto brings up real quick, is that's the first time where Allison is like, okay, now the battle lines are drawn and we've got to do something. We have, you know, like this this can't can't stand the way it is. You know, the way I'm going to live uh, uh, with Faneera in charge is not going to work for me. Um, So like...
2: But even that whole scene didn't really seem to matter because they pretty much swept all of that under the rug. The very next episode,
0: and then and th- yeah, you're right. They did sweep it all under the rug. The next episode. In the end of the episode, she hears the word Aegon and is like, "I guess that means my son's going to be king." So you're right. They do sweep it under the rug. But but at the same time, it's it's in her head. You're right. You, you might you might say it doesn't matter, and you might be correct, and that, that's fine. But that's that is the moment where. You know, like where they're on equal standing. You know, there's never been a point where Renira and Allison are on equal standing, which is the entire reason why Allison keeps making them. Every time Renira has the has the child, is like, okay, Renira, bring your child four miles down the road. You know, so I can see it right now. You know, uh, the whole reason they keep doing that is because that's the only power Allison has. In my opinion, that's the only power Allison has over Renira. You know, and like that—that's the first point in my opinion where they're in equal standing and you know and then you know i mean that that right there sets things off you know yes there's this like sense of and you're right rainier even senses like like there's going that's the you know like that that's going to pack up the relationship because you know like when they you know when when rainus leaves and is like you know they've put Aegon on the throne like her words are like she's put him on the throne you know like it is betrayal to her but um you know that to me that that instance you know is that that moment where like you know she breaks out of her box that was interesting to me I think to me that is the that is the scene where they are squarely obviously they're squarely at odds but that is the scene where they are finally on the same wavelength you know because I mean you know that's the that that you know yeah you're right they do they do they they do play nice for Viscerous's last meal. Um, you know, which honestly
2: uh, good for him.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah.
2: he yeah, died good for- happy, thinking his family was okay. Like he yeah, had one thanks. last good meal with everybody. They were all getting along.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, good, 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 good for viscerus. Yeah, good, good for that. Okay, uh, Rhaenyra. Okay, so so when we look at Rhaenyra, um, you know her her climb, uh, is a little different. Um, because I think she starts off in episode six, pretty frustrated with her entire situation. Um, and so like when we, when we, when we see, uh, Rhaenyra in, in episode six and we see, we look at her, um, her trajectory, we've already kind of discussed, you know, like Damon's, you know, quote unquote, uh, grooming, but Alyssa, Alyssa, you'd brought up this idea of like, you know, that there is a time jump, um, what, why do you think, you know, I mean, Rhaenyra kind of explains it, but do you think it's a good idea for Rhaenyra to be like, hey, Damon, you know, it's, it's always been about me and you. We're the two Targaryens, you know, let's, uh, let, let, let's take this land for ourselves. Do you think that's, you think that's a good move or what do you think?
2: I kind of hate it, but I get where <laughs> it's coming from. Like, well, well, why do you hate it? I think just you know the morality that we were raised in it's kind of very vulgar in the face of that which is fine like i mean like i said earlier it's hard to apply our current modern day morals and standards to a fantasy world set thousands of years ago but yeah i i think for their time and their place sure um but it definitely brings like that intriguing like ick factor, you know, like, oh, this is so wrong. I'm very invested in it um <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> yeah
0: that's fair, that's definitely fair um, you know i, I you're right it is uh, morally, I mean obviously it's 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 ridiculous <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's terrific um and yeah it's it is, it is yeah. I think. But I do, you know, strategically, you know,
3: I mean, we'll um, so, having read a uh, student, I don't know. Having understood, I do not know um, what we're talking about, so, I thought it was going to happen, It's it was going to be, either, at the very least, bitter and that fight. That's um, where was the, tip, I think, at the time, probably the <laughs> Because that is the whole thing in moment he kind uh, to go back to war. Okay, okay. sure, so, I'm not Because, you he, hear he, he's wrong with his life. he's having a message. Well, I so from the war.
1: I mean, here's the thing to to quote Rainey's, Rainier is the only one who's holding the country together at this point because Rainier is the only one who is saying we need to wait and be smart about this.
0: Yeah, well, to quote Josh, Randy's could end this whole stupid thing. (laughs) If you just burned the whole place down. If you burned all of them down. So, like, (laughs) burn the place down (laughs) to heaven, Exactly. So, like, I'm just, so, you know, I mean, I get where where Randy's coming
1: from. I guess, you know, but like. In my opinion, at that point, Rhaenyra does not want to do a, (laughs) pun intended, scorched earth policy at this point. Um, at least at that point, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I mean, obviously the very last thing that we see is basically Rhaenyra unleashed pretty much, uh, at least mentally. Um, but at that point, I think she is attempting to try to keep her calm as best she can throughout the the last part of that, of that final episode, in my opinion. Um, so, I don't know if necessarily Damon's right in, like, hey, we should, we should just go and straight strap attack them, or if is right being, like, we should wait, but also at that point, here's the thing, when Damon's like, we should go to attack them, they have, you know, maybe, what, 800 people?
0: They haven't, they haven't mustered their army. That's what they bring up. That's the whole point, is, like, there's no army mustered at that point. Oh, well, yeah. You know, plus you have all the dragons, and- they don't have all the dragons. They have eight to three. We we, we are what literally are the, we are literally replaying the scene right now. <laughs> what are the We are, we are literally replaying are the scene <laughs> right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. It is it is it is an interesting take. You know because like the, you know one of the one of the things a little offshoot we can ask here. You know, you know uh, dragons are the are the nuclear deterrent. You know in, in this entire thing, right? You know that's the whole that's the whole point of Vagar. You know, uh, 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 you know, Otto's like, "Hey, hey, Aemon was right." You know, he he gained us a dragon. Yeah. You know, um, so that you know that that is that is the strength that the Targaryens have. Um, but you know, you know, Rhaenyra's kind of hesitancy to go to full out war. You know, um, I do think, excuse me, I do think shows different aspects of her character we haven't really seen before. Um, because Alyssa, if you'd been, I mean, you, you would you just kind of assumed that of the two, the Targaryen would be the one that would want to go to war, right?
2: Yeah, I think of the two, definitely it would be, you know, if I had to guess which one of these is going to go flying in, dragons raising, it would definitely be Rhaenyra. So that but- was a very, like that switch up was definitely interesting
0: yeah there's a there's a complexity to her to her character um where you know where she seems to realize her impulse her impulsive actions which is ironically after she after she marries Damon, is when this (laughs) really starts but like where she see she seems to think her Impulsive actions are probably not what's best for our situation and, you know, what's best for the realm. Yeah.
2: Um, it's hard when you suddenly realize, like, oh crap, I have to be the responsible one now.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, what's, you know, what's intriguing, you know, uh, about, so like, you know, Allison has this naivete to her, um, you know, like we see that when, like, you know, like when she tells Laris, to deal with the Strongs. So i like, you know, he kills them, you know? <laughs> you know, like, like whoa. <laughs> and, and he's like, that's not how it wanted to happen. Larry's face, like, what did you, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, which, by the way, the interesting thing about that in the books is that in the in the book, um, the prevailing theory is that Rhaenyra had Harwin killed.
1: Uh, uh, Rhaeny's. Oh, that uh, I thought it was Rhaenyra. So the the prevailing theory in the in the book I thought it was was that uh, Rainey's uh, has him killed because um, Harwin makes a cuckold of Lynor.
0: Right, but there's also the theory that Rhaenyra had him had her killed because I thought I'm pretty sure I just read that that Rhaenyra had had uh, uh, had him killed because to hide the
1: the heritage. Hmm. They might both be set in there, actually. Either way, yeah. either
0: way. What I, I wish they'd include that in the show because it could have been like this thing of like, hey, unintended consequences here. Mm. You know, we're like you, you know, you, you, you had them because like that's not even hinted at in the book. Mm. that it's you know that it's Leras and Allison. Mm. Um, but Allison has this kind of naivety about her about like you know what her actions, what actions that she has, what consequences that will lead to. Rhaenyra doesn't really have that. Uh, maybe because she's seen how her impulsive actions have, you know, uh, hurt uh, relationships in the past, things like that, and so there is a there is a sense maybe towards the end here where you know she's she's acting she's trying to act with more rationale um, than than before because because what has put her in these positions is is, is her impulse. Uh, does that make sense, uh, Alyssa?
2: I think so, yes. And I think, too, like, there's just that kind of shift in perspective because she also has more to lose. Like, one thing that absolutely stands out is the difference in how these two characters interact with and seem to care about their kids. Um, You kind of get the feeling that Allison does not like being a parent, does not enjoy her children. She seems to care about her daughter but that's basically it um and meanwhile Renara's character like her whole deal basically from that like sixth episode on is just you know preparing my kids for their future preparing for what our life is going to be like taking care of them um I think you know after a certain point like she realizes she has more to lose especially in that second to last and last episode where she realizes I think through the conversation with Rainey's, like you know if we let this happen and let them to take over if this escalates they are going to kill your children mm-hmm. um, and in that last episode we kind of see the fulfillment of that and that's also where you see that shift like that last scene of that episode, you can tell, like, she is ready to go to war. Like, that is where it changes for her. Um, You know, old alliances and old friendships be damned. So, I think that's also a very important aspect of it that we, you know, need to acknowledge too.
0: The other thing is that Rhaenyra has grown up with now she's grown up with and she spent 20 odd years with the knowledge of that prophecy. Sure. Which is always with, you know, we're, we're, in, which, you know, <laughs> I go back and forth for whether or not, that was a good idea to include in this show or not, because that prophecy is a brand on the throne and I'm just like annoyed by that, but like, <laughs> but, but the, but, you know, having that in the back of her mind, you know, really, um, you know, I think, you know, particularly see, you're right, in, in episode 10, you know, where she's talking about that prophecy to Damon, and she realized even Damon didn't know about it, you know, that it was really just a really, you know, yeah. it, it a direct line, a one-to-one-to-one type thing, you know. And that, I think
2: she, she acknowledges that, too, because in that moment when she realizes that he had no idea about it, doesn't she say, like, it was never you or something like that?
3: Right,
0: like, yeah. you
2: were never... It it was never going to be.
0: Yeah, it it can't be, you know. And I do think what you know what's that that's part of you know because the irony is he says Aegon at the end, you know, and like you know not not to give away what happens, but like if you if you've read ahead in the book, you know, there's there is an Aegon ends up on the throne here, Mm -hmm. you know, and so like it's it's a it's it's a really interesting aspect of it that that that's in the back of her mind, this idea of this prophecy as well. So now she's not only fighting for her family, but she's also fighting, you know, to stop this apocalyptic thing from happening um that has been given to her line. Um I think that adds a whole nother a whole nother aspect to this. Uh so Reneera's got a lot on her uh and then and then her her kid dies. And then like, yeah. And that's really sad. Um, I I will say the way so the way this is done in the books uh, is like you have you really don't have any any context of like the emotion of it. There's a part where one of the Baratheon girls uh, is angry because. Uh, is it Boris? Is it Boris Prathian? Boris
1: Who's... is the father.
0: Yeah, Boris, such like an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> Boris, so Boris has been when Vagar shows up when Vagar shows up. In fairness, Vagar does show up. Yeah. But when Eamon and yeah, yes. But when Eamon shows up on Vagar, Boris is like, well, you know, uh, if you're gonna uh you know, if you're going to uh Want to create a, a deal? You know, you have to marry into this family. He wants somebody in there, um, which the show kind of makes it seems like. Uh, Amon shows shows up with that. in The book is like that's definitely Boris's idea.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, he's like, you can have any one of my daughters, and of course, in the book, they're all into Amon. You know, because apparently, you know, the Allison was completely wrong about the, iPads, the iPad thing. Yes, and uh, and you know, and one of the girls. One of the girls that he spurns, because he he picks one, and the one that he spurns is when Luceris walks out, says, I guess, you know, uh, I guess, you know, when when he took your eye, he took your balls as well. Mm. And that's why Eamon goes after him. Now, that does not happen in the show, okay? In the show, what I kind of get from it is Eamon is just a bully and takes it too far. But here's the deal. That's our last scene. We're going to, cause that's the scene. That's the penultimate scene. It's the scene. I don't think anybody was expecting it was coming. Um, I mean, I knew it was coming. I had, I got to have the red wedding experience (laughs) uh, with a lot of people, but what, what do you, what do you think of that scene? Uh, Talk to me about that scene, Jake, we'll, we'll start with you here.
1: So for me, it is the, everything about that scene is Viserys's words come to life. Um, so Viserys in the second episode, first episode, one of the two, um, when he's, t- when he's telling Rhaenyra about the prophecy, there is a point where he says something to the effect of the power of the dragons should not have been something that man should have meddled with. Fair. Um. Totally fair. And the fact of the matter is, and I think, I think the show is intelligent in the way that it changes it.
0: But that, by the way, that's the most annoying statement in the whole show, because... The number one mystery I have is what happened. I, 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 I care more about what happened to Valeria than most people in Valeria care about. <laughs> and like I want to know why Valeria blew up, and like that that statement when he was so he just offhandedly is mm. like they should have never messed with dragons in Valeria. Then he just stops. So I'm like, like no, like, I don't nope, want to care. I, I don't care about the prophecy where Bran is on the throne. I want to know more about Valeria. Dang it. <laughs> so anyway, but carry on Jake. I'm sorry.
1: Um, but to me, I think the show is very intelligent in that. And that it does change that up to where you have rx who is luceris's dragon um he's such a cute little baby he dragon. is a cute little baby dragon but he
2: was a baby he was, he was a baby just a little baby he,
1: he was just a little baby well. and he senses his rider's fear and so he is count he is interacting that's why he shoots fire at Vagar, in my opinion but exactly, then, that's why. But then yeah, you... the, No, the
0: main issue is both of them are, are not good Dragon Yes. Rivals. That's the main problem.
1: And so then when they finally get away, that's when Vagar. at this point, it doesn't matter what Eamon is thinking. It's like, this dude came at me, and I can literally eat him in one bite, which I'm about to do. Yeah. So watch me as I do it, okay? And... To me, and the the entire point of that scene is Aemon does not have control. Luceris did not have control because they are dragons. We do not have control. Right. This is literally a plot point in. I know it's book five for Daenerys, but I think it's also is it season five I where
0: yes, when has to chain
1: when up and Viserion, yeah. Um, yeah, which four. is con- which is considered what it's season four? See, okay, season four, which is considered. Which a lot of people considered part of her downfall, but all the but no matter what your thoughts on Daenerys at that point, you have to make the realization that you dragons cannot be controlled by man. They just cannot, not at least to hundred um, percent. And that's kind of that's the entire point of that of that scene, in my opinion. Which I'm really intrigued to see how they're going to continue that going forward um because having not read the rest of fire and blood i plan on doing it next year um because by the way we have to wait until 2024 for season 2
3: um
1: so you might as well finish up the book in the meantime um you know i am intrigued to see where they're going to go with that thought process of men should not men should not be attempting to control dragons you know and uh, the spoiler stars, alert yeah. it ain't gonna go very far yeah i i, I, I didn't th- yeah uh, yeah so so anyways but that's that's my thought on that final scene Alyssa, what do you
0: think of uh the death of poor lucerus and uh, and his little dragon
3: erics
2: oh gosh i i knew it was coming like there was way too much foreshadowing um you know, the whole point where she's, like, sending him off on this errand and she's like, you're going to be totally fine. It's going to be all right. He already likes us. Like, you just need to pop in there real quick. No problems. Um, that's kind of the point where I, I'm i pretty sure I turned to Al and I was like, oh, no, he's not coming back from this. Um, <laughs> he, yeah. You know, I think they did a good job of showing like his entire trip there getting just like knocked around by the winds like he is not a good rider yet like he's just a little kid and you know his dragon too is not a very good flyer he's just a little baby dragon. Um, And I think that kind of made it so much harder to watch like all the way through there was just so much. Dramatic tension. Like so much tension building up. Like you think he's almost in the clear. And then I don't know. Like out of everything on that show, that was like the most visceral, like horrible thing to see, in my opinion. Like that was the hardest thing to watch in that show was just that big old chomp. Um Yeah. It it was a tough one. Um, I think it was necessary, unfortunately, but it was definitely tough to see um and I think an interesting thing that character similar to Allison I feel like is one of the few people who is genuinely good um obviously again he's a kid so it's hard to tell at that point but you know right from the beginning he had kind of like that I don't really want to do this I don't want to be you know a Lord of Driftwood because that means everyone I care about is gone. I don't want to lose the people close to me. Like a very, maybe not empathetic, but definitely like very aware and very sensitive kid. So it was, it was just hard to watch.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I will forever, you know, speak highly of Lucerius Valerian. If for no other reason, than the fact that he makes the most, intelligent and wise statement on the entire show. Why do you not want to be the Lord of Drift Mark? Because I'm bad at sailing. Yeah. Oh.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. That's
0: fair. Like, I mean, like that 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 that, that made the there there is there is no wiser statement in the entire show than that one right there. I'm bad at I get seasick every single time. I cannot be the lord of a bunch of sailors. They're not going to take me seriously. Okay, like literally at nine, he's smarter than Theon is in the entirety of Game of
3: Thrones. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, so you know, so I I feel I feel so bad for him because I'm like, yeah, I think he's a very pretty intelligent kid, and you're right. The way they do, like, uh, they almost turn me. I'm like, oh man, he's gonna get away because like he flies through the canyon there. Mm -hmm. So he's smart enough to be like, well, Vagar's the size of a castle. So if I fly through the canyon, Vagar can't uh, chase me. You know, like he's smart enough to know stuff like that. Uh, So even I was like, oh, maybe you know, like it'll like you know, like he'll just like crash. Eamon won't be part of it. You know, of having killed him. Uh, You know, but uh, yeah, or some, or I don't know. Maybe he'll just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. I don't know how they'll rewrite it, but maybe he'll get away somehow. But uh, but the interesting thing. Because it's completely different in the books, once again. But, well, the book, well I don't know if it's never in the books or not. Uh, the books don't really speak to how Eamon responds to it. But in the show, Eamon is definitely both feels guilty and then is immediately afraid of what he has done. Which, oh, yeah. by the way, this actor is very good. I don't know who played him, but, like...
1: Evan something, I think. I don't, I don't know, but, yeah. but
0: he is very good at showing both of those emotions of just, like, oh... That was horrible of me. Oh, what have I done? You know? Yeah. And I don't
2: know if it's necessarily, like, a look of regret either. Like, oh, no, I just killed my nephew. And definitely more of, like, oh, no, I just started a war. Yeah. I (laughs) I, I, don't know if there's necessarily, like, that personal, you know, regret. Or if it's just.
0: No, I think guilt is more of, I have started a war. Like, there's no way around it now. You know, like there's no way to get back. You and Mitchell. You and Mitchell. Me. You and Mitchell uh I mean, Ayman in the last part of this season, I think, is the standout character. Um, you know, just just yeah. because he's the one that has probably the he, he's the one that has the most change and uh, you know, and of course, you know, kills a nine year old. So, you know, that's that, that would make you stand out. But um But yeah, I yeah, yeah,
2: like we said in the first episode, like he is to me, like the most interesting character in this, in this show, um, just the progression that he goes through from being like this almost like sad, sweet kid to, you know, a very skilled and capable and intelligent fighter and, you know, possible contender for the throne to now being this, you know, whoops, look what I did. (laughs) sorry everybody right just that yeah. progression has been very interesting to watch
0: yeah and uh yeah and it's it, it's uh yeah it's it's it it it, it 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 was the the shocker scene i i'm the whole season i'm wondering you know i'm, I'm like where are they going to end on you know i didn't think they'd end on that mm-hmm. but that was probably a good place to end uh okay real quick uh mm-hmm. Jake. So, you got 2 years now mm. till the next season. Sure. What are your theories? What do you think? What do you think's happening? What are your predictions?
1: Like I said, I think uh Like I said, I think we are uh I I, I still stand by I think we're going to see some semblance of an explosion between Damon and Reneer at one point. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but I, I, I'm leaning towards that. Um, also here's the thing. Game of Thrones. A lot of times is the, is the epitome of eye for an eye. And so I'm, I'm assuming, I, I think, I think Aemon's going to make it a little bit longer than Aegon does, but I think, I think Aegon's days are numbered sooner or later. And I think it's going to be pretty rough. Um, cause I could see we're near, or Damon being like, "Well, kid's got to go, and he's got to go dramatically." Um, not sure how it's going to happen, but I'm just—that's my—that's my prediction.
0: All right, Alyssa, what do you think? Got any predictions?
2: So I had something unintentionally spoiled for me, um, and I don't know how serious of it of a spoiler it is, but someone pointed out that um, Joffrey in one of the first seasons of the Game of Thrones show, basically tells you how this is how going to, to end.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah but
2: we don't know for sure one way or the other whether or not that's how it's actually going to all play out. That's true. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, like, I don't want to say too much and spoil it, yeah. but... Um, so, yeah, so Joffrey spoils
0: the whole series. He does. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I think that's a possibility. Um I think first and foremost, though, we are going to see Rhaenyra, like, letting Damon off leash, like, letting him just go absolutely feral, and then sort of having to deal with the repercussions of that. Um, Jacob, like you said, I think we're going to see sort of a falling out there of some sorts, um, mm-hmm. just her having to contend with the horrors that he brings down. Um, I think also there is going to be some sort of power play there. Um, I don't know, like if we overstated this enough at the beginning, but I really do think that Damon was very, very intelligent and conniving and, you know, probably a little bit evil in his choices with picking her. And it wasn't wholly like, oh, I just love you so much, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think he sees her as someone that he can manipulate and has been manipulating her entire life. Um, and I think we're going to have to deal with that as well. Um, I, um, Eamon is going to have a rough time. (laughs) He's, he's going to have a rough time there for a little bit, I think. Um, I'm not sure one way or the other, how it's going to go again, like I kind of like that character. I don't think killing a small child, children counting, you know, the dragon is very forgivable. But I'm very interested to see what he does with that momentum. So that that's kind of the wild card on the table, I think.
0: Yeah, I think Eamon uh, is. I, what I will say, about spoiling things, is uh, you hit the nail on the head with Amon and Damon. Uh, they are they are they are the characters to watch going forward uh yeah Uh yeah, but uh but yeah well guys i think that was a uh, uh, you know top scene what favorite scene oh all right yeah sorry Fifth, i almost Fifth forgot i, 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 I yeah. meant to i meant to do that before the, okay yes favorite scene from the show
1: uh so for me i'm gonna i'm still gonna stick to since we already did the stag uh in the first episode which for the record uh, I would actually like to hear Alyssa's favorite scene from the first five episodes, as well as the last. Right. Five.
0: Well, but if that's your favorite, pick picking
1: armor from this. Okay. about two. Okay. Okay. Because I still, I still stand by this. This entire season was Patty Constantine's. Okay. Nothing against anyone else who, who was who was playing in this. They all did fantastic, but whereas everyone else is building up their characters and setting up for the the forthcoming seasons. Paddy Constantine is revealing to you everything that Viserys already is and how he is withering away slowly and tragically, basically. Um, that being said, his final scene in, in the throne room, everything from walking walking down the aisle... Dropping the the crown and then Damon picking it up and helping him up. Which, by the way, you know, was uh, Matt Smith's idea. Matt yes. Smith's idea completely. Yep. Yeah. So Matt Smith, uh, and, that, and, that, and that's another thing is I did want to talk about that real quick. Uh, so Matt Smith um, had, uh, I don't know necessarily how much of it was just him being like, "Do we have to do this? This has to be part of the show," or if it was just, "Hey, it'd be kind of cool if we did this." Um, apparently the crown originally distraught by accident and he kept going and then they were like, okay, no, 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 that works perfect. Let's refilm it. And that's, what's going to happen. Uh, but the other scene he helped out with was the very last shot of Rhaenyra, um, was apparently his idea of how to frame it. Um, with let's have him pull her aside, go to the go to the fireplace, and just focus on her face. Yeah. Um, so and fantastic job to Matt Smith on all counts because he's not only a fantastic actor, but both of those scenes work so well because of his choices. Apparently, um, but no, Patty Constantine, just like Viserys' last moment in the throne room to me was just fantastic. Like I said, from even walking up to it, and then I just I love the snide. You know, comments of of all right, the line of succession is settled again. You know, and then just moving on. Like I just, I really like that. Um, Even to the point where you know, you know, he's he draws his dagger when the guy calls the children bastards. You know, like he's he's just as ready to defend her as Damon is, of course. Damon's younger and faster and then just cuts off half his head with his own with a sword. But, you know, um, but but for me, you know, the the for the for the opening part of the, of the season, it's the stag. And then for the the his last time on the throne is is my favorite scene from him in the second half. And I just I think that both those scenes work so well for who this character is. And so for me, those are my top two scenes. Alyssa, what you got?
2: Honestly, I just love every scene that Rainie's is in. I love her. I want to be her. She is so cool. Um, I would like to point out that, like, in the midst of everything, in, like, that last episode where she was being held hostage, basically, and one of the Eric or Eric twins was like, hey, let me get you out of here. Um, She is, like, one of the only ones who showed, like, actual concern for her dragon. She was like, no, like, where is she? Is she okay? They didn't kill her, did they? Um, Which I think is very sweet. And I think that's, like, the first point you really realize. Like, this woman owns armor. Like, she is an actual warrior and not just, you know, pretty arm candy to another lord. Like, she is also very powerful in her own right. And I think she's kind of kept that, like, muted through most of the show. Um, Almost like she's more or less, like, given up after, you know, being declared not queen. Um, So it was really, really cool to get to see that come out. I I don't know. She's just so cool. I like her so much. So really, like, any scene that she is either a speaking role or not speaking role in, she just kind of steals that scene. So.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know. You said uh, Luceris and uh, uh, Allison were were good, but I think I think uh, is a is a very good and strong moral person as well. Um, and I just I kept wishing like that. Rhaenyra would pull her sidebag. Listen, your son is perfectly fine. He's run off.
3: No,
2: like
0: um, you know, like it's you know it's the only way we can figure things out that'll make everybody happy
2: even Uh, if they uh, never told her husband i think she deserved to know that yeah maybe she will maybe that'll come up but
0: i hope so because i think she deserves it uh to to piggyback on your point i just i love you know i love the scene where like you know eric's like we don't have time to get your dragon and Rainey's is basically like I'm gonna get my dragon. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Okay, like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go get my dragon. And uh, that was that was a great see as well. Um, you know, of like just, you know, like because Allison is very, very much, you know, at that point I think is very much flush with her own power. Aegon is flush with mm-hmm. his own power, and it's just like this can turn on a second because I have a dragon and yeah. you don't. You know, <laughs> so like, uh, you know, I, I love that scene. Uh, I, I, yeah, Rainey's is a standout. And here's the best part: what the best thing about the show is like, it's very clear from the beginning. None of this would be happening if Rainey's was the one chosen. Like this, this is like this. Was, all this was a mistake from the beginning, guys. You know, yeah, you know, was clearly the better choice. You know, v- Viserys didn't want it. Mm-hmm. You know, Rhaenys wanted it. You know, she's married a powerful, powerful man in the lines realm. Too.
2: Like, even Alice, Alison acknowledges that. Like, she says something along the lines of, like, yeah, he would have been totally happy to live out his life as, like, country lord with his right. friggin' Lego sets. Right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> hey,
0: you know, Absolutely. good for him. I D- Most <laughs> Targaryens. Most Targaryens are not happy to live out their life with uh, their Lego sets and are more destructive for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, good for good for Viserys, but probably doesn't make him a great king.
2: Yeah, no, definitely not.
0: Uh, well, guys, that is the uh, that's the end of our House of Dragon uh, podcast. So uh, sad. for two years. For two years, yeah, yeah, for two years. Maybe, maybe when Winds of Winter comes out, we can do a podcast <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so funny. Oh, boy. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one mean. me. He's got, like, 1,200 pages done, Jake. Apparently. Really... Oh, boy. Okay. I don't, I don't believe him. Oh, I believe him. I believe when that thing comes out, it's going to be 4,000 pages long. You know, it's it's, it's going to be the size of, like, four ward pieces. My,
1: my hope, my hope is that he's attempting to finish both books. And then he's gonna release them like six months apart or something is that like right? that. Is that, what that, that, is? that is my that's my hope is that that's why he's taking so okay. long. Well, okay, well good. Um,
0: well, I I will remind you that Fire and Blood itself is not finished. Oh uh, that he he you know he still has all of Robert's Rebellion to yep. do in that series, Volume Two and uh, Volume Two. So there's that as well. So so yeah, so yeah, George, you know, you gotta gotta get to writing, but man, you know, let's let's do it. But uh, Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us, uh, offering your uh, your well thought out expertise as always. Uh, Jake, thanks,
2: thanks yeah, for inviting thanks. me along.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Jake, thank you for being here as always, and. Of as always, we uh, we will say uh, that Phantom is for everyone except for Kristen Cole, mm-hmm. uh, yes. who is the Agreed. worst, yes. you know, and who doesn't deserve any good thing. He does not. <laughs> so yeah.
2: <laughs> good night and happy holidays to everyone except Kristen Cole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. But thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, go go read some fantasy and support support fantasy authors. Woo.
3: Woo.